Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Mallory Somera, and this is Bay Current. It's just about game time in Las Vegas, where the San Francisco 49ers are facing off with the Kansas City Chiefs for the 2024 Super Bowl at Allegiant Stadium. The bets are on. The jerseys probably delivered to your doorstep already and plenty of predictions about whether Taylor Swift will make an appearance on our TV screens. Tickets to the game are almost $10,000, but at a time where it seems everyone is struggling financially, even though the economy is allegedly doing well, who can afford to go to these games? How does this rematch of sorts up the stakes? What do these big ticket prices mean for revenue? And are women-identified NFL fans going to save the face of the game? I dove deep and got some answers from someone who's really excited about this weekend's showdown, since the Niners are her NFC team. I'm Alicia Jessup. I'm the program chair of the Sport Administration Program at Pepperdine University and the founder of the media platform Ruling Sports. I asked Alicia how the game could or would impact revenue in the Bay Area, but she says it's complicated. Yeah, it's hard to quantify in an area like the Bay Area where these days you have so many champions in that location. Economists have a really hard time quantifying the actual economic impact or the actual value of having that greatness within your borders. So recently, Levi Stadium issued an economic impact report about, you know, roughly the first 10 years of that stadium's existence. They hired a very reputable sport economist from the University of San Francisco, um, Dan Rasher. And Dan put out a report that said Levi Stadium has generated a $2 billion economic impact for the greater Santa Clara region over its first decade of existence, during which, you know, the Niners have made Super Bowl appearances during that period. Other sport economists out that this man, Dan Rasher, very, very, very respected, um, solid sport economist. Other sport economists jumped and said, this is completely astronomical. This number is far lower than $2 billion. So it's kind of hard, Mallory, because it depends upon the different data streams that you're looking at. But one thing we can say anecdotally is, yes, winning is always going to drive revenue income into an area because, one, stars want to go to places that win. If you attract star power, that's going to increase the marketing of your respective organization. When you increase the market popularity of your organization, that leads to sales. So I can't give you the hard numbers because there's a undercover battle going on about that, but I can tell you winning drives revenue. How much revenue does merch usually accumulate for something like the Super Bowl? 
This is a guesstimate, but the National Retail Federation puts out data every single year. And this year, that federation says 200 million American adults plan to watch the game. And that total spending across all of these adults is expected to reach a record $17.3 billion. Now, 80% of that $17.3 billion is estimated to go to food and beverages. So our favorite chips, our sodas, our alcohol, but 13% is expected to go to team apparel. So I think it's a reasonable estimate to say somewhere about $100 million is going to go to merchandise. Now, that could be the championship t-shirts, but it could also be just t-shirts for the respective teams playing. One thing that has been so cool about this playoff run is finally greater attention is being put on the need for more on-trend female design. So you have a woman who is a wife of an NFL player named Kristen Zuzik, and for several years, she has been designing really captivating, eye-popping apparel for women. Um, and during this postseason, Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes, the wife of the Chiefs quarterback, showed up in some of her jacket designs. And earlier this week, the NFL announced it had entered into a license with Kristen for her to be able to utilize their logos, trademarks, et cetera, and produce NFL license design. So some really cool impacts being driven. Yeah, that was actually another point I was going to get to. And I you know, had seen a statistic that said that 54% historically of the Super Bowl viewers are male or identified male. Um, that's still a lot of uh, women and women identified people who are watching the game um, and, you know, fangirling out or, you know, really getting into the spirit. And so that's incredible that that like shift has been made. Yes. And the, the NFL has been working very seriously for over a decade to attract and grow its existing female fan base. So a decade ago, 46% of American women self-identified as NFL fans. The number hasn't grown that significantly in that period. So the league recognizes that this is an untapped fan base. Women make over 85% of purchasing decisions inside of the American household. So not only is it an unoptimized fan base in terms of the NFL attracting them to their product, but these people have money and they have buying power. And so we're, we're getting another little perk up of that realization with this Kristen Zuzik example, where the league recognizes there's some unique opportunities to bring female fans further into the game. And especially now, this is going to be one of my questions is, uh, I know that this has been the talk for the past however many months it's been now, but the Taylor Swift effect of, you know, football viewership and now Super Bowl viewership. I know there's speculation about whether or not she'll be at the game because she's also on tour in Tokyo. Um, but I mean, that's had to have sort of an impact on the viewership in NFL, um, I guess, fandom, right? The, the impact cannot be understated. So two data points here. One, a study from Ad Taxi says that 45% of Americans claim that Taylor and Travis Kelsey's relationship has had some impact on their interest of football this year. Now, 
What we don't know in that data is if it's positive or negative interest. I think some people think that this relationship is saturating the news a little too much and it might be slowly turning them off. Now, listen, Taylor Swift can do nothing wrong in my book, but this data point is actually more interesting to me. And it comes from Apex Marketing Group and it was first reported by Front Office Sports. Taylor Swift has generated an equivalent brand value of over $330 million for the Chiefs and NFL. And, and this is just from September. This relationship didn't begin in the preseason. This is for a portion of the season that you can't buy that marketing. The Chiefs have been hugely successful in the last handful of years. They're going to continue to be because they have Mahomes under contract for more years. But they're a small market team. To drive $330 million of brand value into a small market where now little girls in particular who maybe hadn't been socialized into watching the NFL or identifying as fans of a respective team, in my Instagram news feeds daily, I see friends of my children who are saying, go Taylor's team. And so <laughs> you're attracting a new legion of fans, which to bring this back to the Bay Area, we've seen this play out with another star, that star being Steph Curry. I'm coming from you in Los Angeles, home of the world champion Los Angeles Lakers. Kids in LA, they're Warriors fans. And if you these days, and if you ask them why that is, Steph Curry, they fall in love with the persona, and that persona shifts their fandom from their parents. So there's something really interesting going on that I hope the leaders of the Chiefs are leaning into. And I hope they start engaging in really strategic marketing campaigns to keep these little girls interested in the game and their team, whether or not Travis and Taylor's relationship survives. We'll be right back here on KCBS Radio's Bay Current. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is a, a rematch, um, the Chiefs versus the 49ers. How does this up the stakes? Admittedly, I don't think it's the rematch so much driving the pricing. I do think that the 49ers appearance, so if we want to call that the rematch, we can call it the rematch, but I think the 49ers appearance in the game is playing a part in the increased prices because 49ers fans hailing from the Bay Area they have higher access to income. They make more money. They can spend more money. So I think that's part of it. But I think the bigger driver here is the location. First Super Bowl in Las Vegas in this incredible stadium, Allegiant Stadium. People want to go have fun. They want to party. They want to say that they were there at that event. So unfortunately, well, maybe fortunately, depending upon who you are, I think it's going to be a very corporate clientele in there. And your average fan is largely going to be held out of the experience. 
That was actually going to be my next question is why are the tickets so expensive and who is most likely to go to these games? Like who can afford these tickets? Are, are there a bunch of Bay Area people, you know, flying out to Vegas or driving out to Vegas to catch this game and paying $10,000 to go? Yeah, so there, there will be high net worth people from both team sides. Um, interestingly, one of the cities in America that has the highest per capita rate of millionaires is Overland Park, Kansas, which is very close to Kansas City. So I, I don't want it to seem like there aren't high net worth individuals in that fan base. But if you look at who is sitting in arenas and stadiums for these marquee events, it's typically not the mom and dad who are painting their children's faces and saving up for months for this opportunity. It's typically corporations who are whining and dining their executives or their very, very, very valued clients and customers. So it's a really corporate experience and the cost in part drives that. Like you said, this is the first time that Vegas, Las Vegas is hosting the Super Bowl. Raiders are there now. A's are heading there in a couple of years. Was this sort of like an uh, an end game plan? I mean, was this an overall uh, strategy to get everybody to go to Vegas and spend a bunch of money? Yeah, so I, I don't know if I want to call it an end game, but strategy is for certain. We are living in a fascinating time, frankly, just to be a human being, but also a sport fan, where if we go back in time less than a decade ago, most of your commissioners, and particularly Commissioner Goodell of the NFL, were adamantly and vocally opposed to the legalization of sports gambling. What happens, though, in the interim is the leaders of these organizations' realization that their revenue is largely fixed. They had entered into long-standing television broadcasts where they knew how much money they were going to get for an extended period of time. They knew how many seats their arenas held and how much ticket revenue could be generated. It's understood what sponsorship, apparel, concession, et cetera, revenue will be. And they know how much of the revenue they have to split with players. So if you are coming into a leadership role within one of these organizations and you're making promises to team owners that you're going to exercise a strategy that's going to bring more money to their table, it's really hard to do that when all of that's fixed. So fast forward to 2015, when then really newly minted commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, pens an op-ed in the New York Times saying it's time to think about the legalization of sport gambling. And then fast forward three years from that, when the United States Supreme Court rules on the Christie case and gives states the opportunity to legalize sport gambling within their better, excuse me, legalize sport gambling within their borders, all bets are off. Like all the restraints have been pulled off where what had been preventing Las Vegas from securing professional sport franchises, that being the widespread illegality of sports gambling within the nation, pre-2018 sport gambling was only legal in four United States. Wow. You, you change that law, you have the outcome in the Supreme Court, and suddenly the hurdle gets pushed down where now there, there's a lot of attraction to form and organize your business in Las Vegas. One, 
friendlier tax laws, two, cheaper real estate, three, the ability to reach a global market because you have so many tourists coming in and out of there where if you can market your product effectively, you're no longer building a fan base within a geographic region. But if you do it right, you're building a global fan base. So it's definitely a strategy today and it's a strategy that we're going to continue seeing grow. Which 49ers players jerseys do you think will sell the most? Or like what what merch do you think is going to be flying off the shelves as far as 49ers go? So every NFL team owner should be happy that these are the teams that are playing this. Now, I, I understand you're probably like, what? Like, why should they be happy? Their team's not playing. But mer- things like merchandise revenue are largely split equally across all 32 NFL teams. This is distinct from other American leagues. So the merchandise that the league sells for the Super Bowl, those dollars will largely be split equally across all 32 teams. And I did not know that. Yes, it's kind of wild. And these two teams feature two gentlemen who throughout the season have had some of the highest jersey sales. Those two gentlemen, of course, are Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback for the Chiefs, and the San Francisco 49ers, Christian McCaffrey. So those two men were like jockeying throughout the year in like the fourth and the fifth place. Pretty comparable jersey sales. I I think you could see some interesting uptakes for people like George Kittle. I think he's an interesting person. Um, Of course, Taylor Swift is going to help drive some interest in Travis Kelsey gear. But there's a lot of opportunity for each of these athletes. So one thing I encourage all of them to do And you're going to have a range of scope of representation across these squads. You have people like Mahomes, Kelsey, McCaffrey, Bosa, who have very, very, very active agency teams and managers who are on it. There's an opportunity for the long snapper on this roster to brand himself around this moment. There's an opportunity, frankly, even for the practice squad athlete to capture the moment and further build their brand and drive revenue to them as an athlete now and in the future. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to say about, um, or is there there any other, I don't know, insight that you could give me on just uh, what this Super Bowl's impact is on the Bay Area or our teams? I think this is a matchup that we're going to see again. So we, we mentioned that this was a repeat, but if you look at the depth of each of these rosters, If you look at the coaching talent, if you look at the investment into the franchises by the owners, these teams are both primed for success for the near future. So this is such an exciting moment. Football, these teams are deep in the lexicon of American culture right now, thanks to Taylor Swift, where, again, with this first Super Bowl in Las Vegas, We are watching history unfold. This is a game that regardless of the outcome, it's going to be one of those remember where you were moments. And there's a huge upside for both clubs to capture. And the main upside is capturing the female fan. So frankly, if I was the San Francisco 49ers, I wouldn't let the Chiefs get away with what I said earlier of the Chiefs need to lock in these young girls as fans. I would be thinking about marketing strategies to bring some of the, you know, young girls are watching this game. 
you know, the viewership of young girls of this game is going to be some of the highest ever, if not the highest ever in Super Bowl history. What are the Niners going to do to capture or to attract that, that very, very, very interesting fan base in Generation Alpha and bring them in as fans, as child, or excuse me, bring them in as fans, as children, and grow their consumption and loyalty to the club as the club continues to perform and put on very, very, very successful football outcomes. So kind of a long-winded answer, but to me, that the real story of this Super Bowl is what this league, the respective clubs, and also the players through their marketing do to attract young girls into the fandom. Special thanks to Alicia Jessup for speaking with me. She's program chair of the Sport Administration Program at Pepperdine University and the founder of the media platform Ruling Sports. Big Current is a production of KCBS Radio. I'm Mallory Samara. For more Bay Area stories, subscribe to KCBS Radio and Bay Current on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 